Hello, happy Valentine's Day for the 16th episode of this season of Ox Speaks. We will be answering some questions all about love, but first some announcements. So uh, next episode, we will be interviewing Dean Carter. So please submit any questions on our Google form linked in our Instagram bio by this Thursday, February 16th. And then the week after, we're doing a live RA roast in the mural room. So please come out. That's going to be on Thursday, uh, on Thursday, February 23rd. And then a little later, um, we're going to be celebrating Ireland's biggest day with ICC and Ox Pride. Um, it's going to be in Dooley's Tavern on St. Patty's Day. So that's March 17th. Come out. Alright, and back to the Valentine's Day episode. Our first question is, have you been in love? I don't know. I don't know if it's because, well, it was kind of like a recent thing. And I don't know, it's like right now, I feel like in that moment, I might have felt like that, but I don't know if it was actually real because it was like my first time. And like now, like I'm really good at detaching. So like now I feel like nothing and it really hasn't been that long, but like, I really don't care, but I don't know if that's like part of it or whatever. So yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. We had we had someone asked like, how long do you have to wait to break up with someone? Specifically before or after Valentine's Day, but like uh. in the same vein, how long does it take <laughs> to fall out of love with someone? Honestly, like I feel like for me, it's always, well, I've, I've never been like, well, it's always dependent, I think, because I think that like people can give you reasons to fall out of love with them, and then there's also just like gradually losing the connection with someone. So I feel like if there's like a catalyst for like me to not love you anymore, and like you start doing stupid shit, or like you're getting on my nerves in different ways, or like disrespecting me, or not valuing like things that I like tell you, like those different reasons could contribute to me falling out of love, and that'll make it quicker than me just gradually losing interest in you. And then there's also like, I don't know, just cases where like I had, could never have imagined myself like losing interest for that person. So I like didn't, couldn't even visualize like not loving them anymore. Mm. Mm. I think it depends. Well, I read this like Instagram, <laughs> this Instagram post once and it was like that it should take half as long as you were like in love to fall out of love. Mm. I've seen that too. I mean, from my past experiences, it's kind of it's kind of valid. Yeah, I think it also depends on like the state of your relationship after. If it's still someone you like have to see or someone you can just like end. At least for me, it was like a high school sweetheart, and then you never see them for like months, and it's like <laughs> what the fuck. Um, but if it's someone you like still is in your life, it's a different timeline. Does like having a crush count as being in love? No. Do these two different things mean the same thing? 
don't know. I guess also I'm Kira. I never saw my name, but um, I feel like with my situation, I like oscillated, like or like you know, went in and out of like love throughout the relationship, like strong feelings of it, and then it was like mm, mm, maybe not. Um, and so like by the time we actually broke it off, like I was like prepared for it. I actually really didn't care that much. Like I was like okay, whatever. Um, so I don't know if like again it's like denial or well I don't think it's denial because I don't really give shit but um yeah I think it's because I like went in and out of it that I just like well yeah I don't know if I actually was like in it in it for real if that makes sense like I feel like I'm looking back on it I was intensely loving this person but I don't know if I was like in love you know if that makes sense like I don't know if I was like loving them in and out or in love with them in and out yeah because I, I feel like there's a difference because mm -hmm. i'll love you as a person before anything like from the start anyway so like i don't know yeah love and in love is very different for me mm -hmm. yeah does it have to be like reciprocal for it to be in love oh that is a really mm -hmm. good question i'm gonna say does it have to be reciprocal to be in love mm -hmm. i think so yeah yeah. That's just like a like a crush at that point. Yeah. What about what if you're falling out of love and it's not a reciprocal falling out? That's, tough. that's a little different. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's tough. You gotta, In that case, you gotta let go. Like, yeah. you, like tough, tough shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> So like, like how do you like how do you like differentiate between like love versus lust then? Mm. Oh. Because like I feel like we're at like our age is like is like pretty hard to di differentiate between that and maybe like when we're older it's like much easier once you have like more life experience. But like now how how does one differentiate between like having lust versus having love? I feel like <coughs> if you're in love, they're like included as your best friend. Mm. It's like way more levels you can tell than just like you're hot as fuck, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of it depends on like what you go into it with the like mindset of to or with because like you could go into a relationship or like pursue somebody with the intention of only like getting with them and that feels different than you pursuing somebody with the intention of getting to know them or like learning them like on a deeper level and like trying to like form a romantic connection so i think that like the intention with which you pursue something is like a heavy indicator on like how it'll evolve you know well and then there are some times where like you go into it just trying to get with somebody and then you end up like liking them and like there's different situations but i think it depends on your intent yeah i feel like lust wears off like I feel like in the beginning stages, of course you want to tell the person I love you, but like, you probably don't for real, especially if you don't like, if they're not a friend first, like if you met them off of Apple or whatever, like you probably don't love them. You're just like really infatuated by them. You're like in lust, sure, whatever. But like, I feel like if you like, once you get past those, like, I don't know, couple of weeks, months, whatever, when you really start to like see some of the flaws, whatever, then after that, like observing that for a minute, however long it takes you personally, then like, at that point, I feel like it begins to be a love. But you gotta see their flaws and still. 
yeah like want them to be around all the time or like just miss them when they're gone like i don't know sometimes like i don't know love makes you do stupid things like you find yourself doing some dumb ass shit then like you might love that person i don't know yeah is can i ask another question yeah is love at first sight real no Verse the fuck up trouble. Okay. Why? I mean, okay, so it's it's difficult to. First of all, I, I guess it's a matter of like defining what what love is. Like, um, everyone has different definitions of it, of course. But I think a common trend among them is like time and getting to know that person. So I don't think you can just look at someone and you're like, yeah, I love this person. It's again, it's just attraction. Like, oh yeah, that person's just attractive uh, I don't think that's that's love or even it doesn't have to be like attraction like oh I want to fuck you it could be like oh I like want to get to know you but not like I already yeah. know who you are I already love yeah, you yeah of course yeah I don't know about like pheromones I feel like you can like smell some shit and you're like <laughs> oh <laughs> like you're it like <laughs> ask for these love it for smell mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 has anyone here ever like they were in love at first sight, if you're completely honest. Or seen someone and were like, oh my god, I need them right now. Doesn't have to be about love. Did you walk in this room when you had that thought too? <laughs> <laughs> it was actually, you're hanging up the sign that said go for the recording. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I think that happens. But then you spend like a day, but then, but then you spend like a day with them and then it's like, you're like, they're cool, but it's not like, not like that you know wait so, so you thought you had love at first sight and then yeah. you're like oh i like had to check myself <laughs> but you know i was like i was it's spent time with them and i was like ah, you're mid <laughs> no i'm not mid but, but like just not i don't want to like waste your time or anything you know you mm-hmm. like past the delusion but do you think yeah. that you would believe in love at first sight if that person did end up being somebody that you would fall in love with no okay. i think that would have been very situational i don't think that's like a there's like a huge correlation there I used to never believe in love at first sight, and I also thought it was like some BS. But then there was someone that I met, and I felt like I had this instantaneous like spark with them. And I felt like I'm someone who believes in like soul connections and something more spiritual. And I did end up pursuing that person. So it's like really conflicting for that question because, in like logic, I feel like it doesn't make sense. But then I feel like there's something always unexplainable. I feel like there's like never like a, always a solid logical explanation when it comes to like handling like your uh, emotional or like um, um, response to, to that. Like um, we always like to think that we're rational beings, but like in many instances, like we're always our emotions can sometimes shadow um, our our judgment. So I feel like. There might be that ins- instantaneous like emotional attraction, but then I think over time, your logical sense comes in and like kicks in, and then realizes that whether this is a good or a bad thing for you. And I feel like that like irrationality of it is heightened when it you meet someone. You're like, I never should have met you. Like, chances are we never met, but like we just happened to, and that like adds on to the like oh, I, like, I should love you there, so, like, the big, strong emotions are, like, magical, therefore it has to be love. Mm-hmm. 
someone but not want to like date them yeah yes with my whole chest yes <laughs> <laughs> I think like dating someone and like dating someone you love is such a time commitment and such a like emotional commitment that it is, isn't something you'd want to half-ass and if you genuinely think it would it's not something you could handle um like end of the day if you care about them enough it'd be like i gotta step back right now and i also feel like you can like platonically be in love mm-hmm. like i think that like well i've had the same best friend for seven years and i can say that like over the seven years that i've like known her and like have gotten to like grow closer and closer to her like i've begun to feel like like a genuine like just like feeling in love with her as like an essence and like her being and just like everything that she's about like i love that girl but i don't want to date her because that's my best friend like so it's like i don't know i just feel like you can like be in love with like the essence that a person embodies and like just sort of the kind of like person that they are without having those like romantic feelings attached what happens when you have a friend and then the romance is attached how do you deal with that? Like, what do you say? Do you act on it? Um, <laughs> well, in my experience. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> it, like, honestly has always just, like, depended on, like, whether or not I feel like it's worth risking the friendship. Or even if it is, like, a risk to the friendship. Because, like, I don't know, in the instance, like, where it did happen, like, it was sort of, like, a matter of, first of all, like, we, we communicated very openly just about, like, the feelings and, like, whatever was budding. And then there was also just, like, I guess deliberation both mentally and then with that person about whether or not it was worth taking it to that level and, like, what the risk would be to, like, our connection that we formed before anything else, like, arose. So it didn't end up turning into anything um, because we decided, like, it just wasn't going to be that. But it um, was, like... I don't know. It was good because I felt like we had open communication about it. It wasn't like any like thing being hidden or anything. So that helped. Um, do you think that it's possible to like become really intensive romantically involved with someone and then become like be friends after? Oh, can you be friends with your ex? Yeah. Mm, probably mm, not right mm. after. Not right no. after. I feel like given time, sure, but like not. Right after, just because, sorry. Um, my love is calling me, so. Um. <laughs> <laughs> if they're a good person, yes. I feel like it depends also on the situation. Like, whether like you, whether, like, whether you break up because like, there was like some sort of falling out, like you just lost romantic interest in each other, like, or basically because like, like you, you're like romantic involved, but then like you move somewhere, right? Like you, there's something out of your control. Then I feel like then yes, you can still establish the friendship. Like if there's if there's like an out of control force, then yes. But if it's between the two partners, then I feel like less so. I think if they if they like respect fully respect each other and like like I forget who says something about like them being good people. Them being good people, I think. Um, like I'm friends with most of my exes but like that was after like a whole like month or two of not talking at all and then we like just talked again I don't know I think if they're like still like we, if we still care about each other on a like lower lower level um. yeah I feel like if somebody has like feelings still yeah, that's I, it just like yeah. doesn't work 
you were friends before you started dating? Like, I feel like a friendship after a relationship where you weren't friends before is like different than a friendship after a relationship where you started off as friends. Cause like, like, I don't know, I feel like if you were friends and then you dated and then you're friends again, there's more of like a baseline, I guess. And like, there's more of an already established friendship without any like romantic stuff. But if you meet and you like start doing, you're like very emotionally attached at the beginning, there's no like, I feel like it's harder to act because you're like, the only the only like sides of each other that you've seen are in a like romantic context. So I feel like it's, the, the type of friendship that results is different. But I think with enough effort and like respect and time, it could like work out. Do you think that like, people who are friends, they really become friends, can that friendship like ever be the same as it was before? Or does it have to be different because it's been changed by that other experience? I think it's, I think like it's inevitably going to be changed, but I feel like it can be the same. Like, because like your relationship has changed, but you've also changed as like a person through this relationship. And it's like, just because you like someone once doesn't mean you'll like them forever. I think it's the same with friends too like the nature of a friendship will change as you change too but I don't think you can be friends with your exes that much Um, I don't know when I'm someone's friend I want to like I don't want to have to like hold back you know it's like oh I like have an impulse like give you a gift or like do something I don't want it to be like have to double think like would this be leading too much in would it be too much blah 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 but I think we're also pretty young. Like, we don't have too many X's under our belt, I don't think, to know for sure. Also, we're at Oxford. <laughs> 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 if you got an X, you see them every day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, what happens if, like, the, like, say, like, they were in a friend, like, like, you guys were friends before, but, like, you guys were within, like, the same friend group as well. So oh, like, get like, access, but then like also have like the same friends. Like, how do you deal with something like that? My take on that is like, if you're in the same friend group and you start dating, I feel like it's just a lot of beef. Like, there's a lot of beef because then the other people in the friend group, I think, can feel kind of lonely because it's like they get to spend less time with two of their close friends. You know, it's like all of a sudden they're I don't know. Mm -hmm. I've always thought that that's a bad idea just because like I feel like especially afterward if things don't end very well then the people in the friend group also have to like decide who to side with because the friend group like sort of usually goes on after that and if there's like a problem between us it creates a different situation for them both. Do you always have to pick a side? Can you remain neutral as it possible? Mm-hmm. I think you can, yeah. I think you can remain neutral as well. But there's definitely, I feel like, when one of the people in that relationship is talking to you about the problem and being like, "I'm upset at this person for all these things," it's hard to, it's hard to give neutral advice. I guess I don't know. I like to stay out of stuff. I feel like it's hard to stay neutral because, like, I think there's like natural tendencies to pick a side. Like, obviously, like, you, you know, you pick your friends because you have something similar to them. So, so you, you have that natural tendency to be with certain people. So I feel like if, say, there's, like, this ex, these two exes, 
um, that there's always going to be the natural tendency to maybe lean to one person or the other. Like, even if you don't want it, I think it might just ha happen out of natural tendencies, which kind of sucks. Then do you think it's, like, ethical? Like, what is, what is like, your, what's your position on if, like, say you think you're in love with someone in your friend group, is it then ethical? Like, what's, what's the right choice? Do you, like, value the friend group, or do you value, like, that romantic connection over it? Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to be, like, do that through, like, one person, because, like, a, a romantic relationship involves two people, so, like, obviously the second person has to be communicative and sort of agree on the same position. Um, I think then it's, like, I mean, you're your like, own person, so I guess it's, like, whatever you want to do, but then, you, like, there's always, there's always going to be unintended consequences, so you just got to factor those in, but you have to, like, weigh whether those consequences are worth, like, whatever you're trying to, whatever benefit you're trying to pursue. But when it's a friend group, like, the consequences are not just for you, it's for, like, the kind of mesh of the whole group. Yeah. I feel like there's, like, ways to uh, sort of incorporate. There's a way to figure it out. I think it's just like a situ also like situational basis. Mm. Should you tell the friend group like before y'all start dating that that's your intent, or do you just do you? So you just do you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like if you're gonna per like if you're in love with someone and like you know they're and it's reciprocal. Like I feel like it's it should most mostly just be them two. Like you know even if they're in a group of friends. Like, you know, like, like, if, like, I feel like their relationship should be, like, their business, you know? Like, like, even if, like, you know, we're talking about, like, consequences for, like, the friend group, if, like, two people, like, break up and they're both in the group, like, I feel like people shouldn't really think of that because it's, like, why would, like, two people stay in a relationship that they don't like just because of other people and because of other, like, situations, you know? Like, I feel like, like, I feel like it just, sh like, when you're doing, like, interpersonal way, I feel like you should just focus on what makes you happy. I don't know if like, did you say should in your question? Mm -hmm. I don't know about should, but I feel like definitely I would ask like my friend, if it's my friend group, I'm gonna like ask their opinion and like their advice. Like, do they like me? Is it a good idea? <laughs> so I don't know if it'd be like an intentionally like, I'm gonna tell everyone and get a vote and it's gonna be democracy, <laughs> but it's just like gonna happen. <laughs> I feel like people normally pick up on like if two friends are gonna date or are interested in each other. Yeah. On a totally different note, what is the best way to get over a heartbreak? Time, journaling, Accepting that it's over, because mm -hmm. more more often, like we 
whenever that relationship ends, you're like, oh, I wish I did this, or I wish I, I said this, or I wish I do do this. But like, it doesn't really matter what you thought you should have done, but like, it's over. And doing that over and over again just kind of makes you feel like for the next time, or, or if this were to happen again, you could make it go longer. And yeah, really the only thing you can do is accept that it's like fully over, and that kind of eliminates a good portion of the negative emotions. so true like walking on the the nature trail especially like kind of like like one time I, I just walked in there um and like I, I put my phone away and I just like started listening to music and I didn't pick up my phone for like an hour and then I just kind of explored the area and it was, it was really it was nice it was also that day that it was like really misty mm -hmm. so like every like you couldn't see anything it was just you yeah had a good nice. cry huh did you have a good cry yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I would say I don't think there's like oh Sorry, okay. I don't think there's like an end to missing someone. Like, there's, I mean, there's something to say about like nostalgia, like missing the person you were with them. Like, it's not like a dead end, like, okay, it's done. Like, I'm all healed. Because you always live with the memories of whatever relation relationship you have. Um, this is a question my little sister loves to ask people, but what's your favorite love song? Oh, oh man. I don't know any. Oh, that's part. By Danny Yeah, that's a really good one. Honestly, the heart wants what it wants, Max. Okay. That's that good. is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good song. And don't worry if nobody knows the song. Just speak your truth. What's your What's the best love song for you? Um, the one that I can't get out of my head right now is the first time ever I saw your face by Roberta. Yeah. <laughs> I think mine is um, Then You Can Tell Me Goodbye by Betty Swan. It's very like 50s like, love song. A little melancholy too. We're gonna have to make playlists. <laughs> <laughs> Recently I've been listening to a lot of the like TV Girl and like the first album that's I think it's called Who Really Cares, I think. There's a song on it called uh, Taking What's Not Yours, I think. And it's basically like um, it's about like these objects that this person has that he like other girls left in his room so he like took something that's not his and so he kind of like but he talks about it as if he's like talking about them so some of the lyrics are like I still have your lighter I still have your book I still have the this you still have the box of lentils that you probably don't use and stuff like that and I thought it was really 
a nice metaphor to like kind of attach emotions to objects that are like mm. random, but they're like really meaningful because this one person left it here and he like doesn't get rid of it because he's still attached to them. Mm. You should listen to that song, um, Shampoo Bottles. Have you heard of that? <coughs> I'll send it to you. Okay. But that's a heartbreak song, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I usually just play something euphoric, it can like change over time. So right now I listen to La Dance by Timmy Trumpet. You said trumpet, and I thought of Jason Derulo. <laughs> 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 that, that, that song? Okay, you shake that. <laughs> That's a good song, though. I bet you it's the best love song. I don't, I don't know if I have one. Oh. I don't really think about it. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like any song can really work. Like, even if it's sad, like, it just depends on, like, the kind of relationship. I feel like we talked about before, like, love isn't necessarily, like, you know, doesn't have to be romantic. So, like, I feel like any song could really work. Mm. Radio by Lana Del Rey is also really good. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes you start listening to songs and then the lyrics just remind you of a person. So it really doesn't matter the song. Do you ever feel like when you're, like, really liking someone, but, like, suddenly every song is about them? Yeah. <laughs> and everything anybody says to me about anything <laughs> is about them too. <laughs> <laughs> this one's really lighthearted. Um, when you guys hold hands with people, are you mittens hand holders or gloves hand holders? And give me a good reason for why. I thought it was waffles and pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> I didn't know there were names. I nah, was yeah, just, I, I just thought it was like finger locked or whatever. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds like something else. <laughs> what does that sound like? Like if I don't know them and it's like something you know, one of those stupid little icebreaker games where they like, hold hands. I'm not gonna put my <laughs> finger <laughs> in there. Wouldn't we all like finger locked? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what it is, right? Whenever yeah, people you interlocking. interlocking. Yeah, or my, my fault, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But if yeah. I, like, I know them, I'll put my fingers between theirs. It really depends on how sweaty my hand is. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's day to day. Sometimes I only have well, enough. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are you? Um, I think that, I'm trying to think. I feel like I sometimes get annoyed when they're like this. It's either my rings are hitting their fingers or their knuckles. I don't know, not maybe like really for you, but <laughs> I think I always like switch it up. Or I've noticed like some people I'm with have preferences and like, I don't know, we always hold our hands the way that they like it. Your so sub is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Any more questions? Do y'all believe in marriage? You said no. I said damn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I said no. My bad. Damn. No. <laughs> right. As an institution, but I don't really fully understand the act of like, oh, we're getting married, okay? Like, you've been dating for like seven years. Like, what's the difference? Mm -hmm. I think it's like a formality. Mm -hmm. I don't think like marrying someone should change your relationship. I don't think it should mean that like suddenly it's better or deeper or like more meaningful. I think like marriage 
I agree. It's for tax benefits, mm. <laughs> party. Everything's about you for a day. But I think that like if you're letting your marriage somehow like, either save your relationship or like make it better, then you're like that's you need to reevaluate for a second. I think in like the best case scenario, like if we're picturing a relationship that's going towards marriage, that it is like actually healthy, you know, no no underlying things. I think it is like the ultimate commitment to each other. And I think that's really sweet and it can be a really beautiful thing. And, but that's like, you know, obviously best case scenario. And then you're allowed in the hospital room if they are in an accident. So that's a nice benefit, but you become like, you're like, your families merge and everything. Like everything of each other's lives at that point merge and are one. And I think that's really, really cool. Like, you can't achieve that level of, like, merging without being married? No, you can. But, like, I just think it's, like, a way to, like, say, like, it's official and we recognize it. And it's it's really just, like, a label. But I think, you know, like, some people don't do celebrations or they just go in a lope. And I think either way it's just kind of saying, like, we are one, we are together. And well, once again... Best case scenario. But divorce exists, so. Why do y'all think married men, uh, or like people, like cheat? (laughs) 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 Sorry, it's because I read an article about it. I was thinking about it. Yeah. Mm. It's crazy because, like, it's like, I think mostly, it's mostly women who, uh, (laughs) 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 initiate divorce. So, like, it's like a really interesting. <laughs> I think anyone could be a cheater. Like I guess like depends like where your priorities lie. Cause like maybe for men and women it might be different depending how you look at it. Cause like um I don't know if you guys know this, but like, there's generally a trend that like m- like men will usually marry someone who's like, a little bit younger than them, and then women will tend to marry old someone who's older. So like, what does that say then about like? marriage dynamics and like what are the expectations of women when they marry versus what a, when a man marries mm. or, mm. or whoever really. let's not forget same sex marriages that's also true marriage. <laughs> I, I don't think everybody could cheat though I think you're a bad person if you cheat <laughs> do you think there are like situations where you wouldn't be bad yeah oh. <laughs> I mean I do. Yeah. Do you think cheating should all should end in like a breakup? Yeah. Or not? Yeah, yeah, I think it's like the ultimate disrespect. Mm-hmm. But also like there are relationships that you need to escape and if somebody's there for you, like I'm glad that you have that person, but in that case that relationship needs to end too. I mean, for me personally, I'm like a firm believer in like zero tolerance after cheating. So if you do, then it's like, it's done. Because like cheating is like, you've already like had it in your mind that you're like losing interest and that you went out of your way to pursue someone else. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, it's not even worth it because then you're just like not valuing me or, or whoever your partner is. Yeah. So I, I feel like once it happens, it's like done. Mm. And it can get to like a medical 
problem too if you're assuming you're having unprotected sex with only one person and then it's suddenly your exposure is like way higher it can be a lot I feel like too you should just be able to have if you are unsatisfied with something and you agreed to have something monogamous and exclusive like that was an agreement and that's what you're violating and so therefore if you're not happy with that agreement you need to have a conversation in which you adjust that if you want to be with other people then you need to talk to that person about wanting that and then that can change the way the relationship is do you think it's immoral if you're like I like have to have a polygamous relationship or we break up is that a bad ultimatum I think that's something that should be discussed before you start dating someone I don't if if you're like in a long relationship and you're like "Mm, we're either opening our relationship or we're breaking up I think that's disrespectful to the other person because then that might not be what they want Mm -hmm. but then you break up yeah I feel like I think it's just a matter of finding someone who has the same needs as you. Like, I mean, I think there's probably a lot of different reasons people are in polygamous relationships. But, like, for example, like, if you just want to love a lot of people or something, and you just want, like, to create a big community, like, I think... A lot of kids. A village. I think, like, if that's something you want to create... You shouldn't be getting into a relationship with someone who wants to be monogamous. Like you, there has to be like you said, like a mutual understanding that like this is something that you need for your like your like needs of like love to be met. And if it's not, then like both people will be unsatisfied. So like I, I don't think it's like immoral, but I feel like it depends on like like the situation of the relationship, like what you guys both need. Yeah, I think you. I think you can like find out a polygamous relationship is something that you want while you're in a monogamous relationship, yeah. and then things just have to change. Somehow. Yeah. What counts as cheating? Where does it start? Where does it end? Yes. I was asking myself that during all of my tests. So I was like, if I go, <laughs> <laughs> I did not, guys. <laughs> I think any action with intention of, like, I guess a romantic aspect is cheating. So I think every, not everyone, I think a lot of people have, um, thoughts sometimes that aren't real they're either like self-sabotaging or possibly intrusive and so that's not cheating but I think the second you act on those thoughts like you're cheating I also think flirting is cheating to be honest like don't flirt with nobody else when we're together yeah like because it's then it's like why are you making somebody else feel like they have access to you in that way absolutely not that's yeah that's cut (laughs) oh no what did you say I said exchange of bodily fluid. Uh, yeah, oh. so like, yeah, That's so. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's <pretty crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> You're pissing in someone else's mouth, no. Yeah, well, what about like, 
blood transfusion. Just run it by me first. I didn't know my dad was like that. What's the line for you? Um, yeah, probably, probably like in, intent mm -hmm. to do something, but that's also kind of hard to identify, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because there's different ways of like interpreting like. Uh, intent of someone like if but if I guess if that person like says I remember seeing this clip from like this show or movie or whatever it was and it was like this girl saying like uh, I was like doing this but I didn't like I realized that I was doing something wrong so I stopped immediately and the the guy like was like all right we're done and in the comments it was like people were arguing if he should have stayed with her or if he should have if he was justified in like leaving and being all mad and stuff like that mm. Yeah, to what degree is a mistake a mistake that's yeah. forgivable? And also, what if there are other people involved? What if you have kids? What mm -hmm. if it's... Dude, if you have kids, that's crazy. I don't like. That's not even. No, no, no. I mean, no. Make a village. Like. No, I mean, if you have kids and you cheat too. Yeah. You know? Because, like, mm -hmm. you're not even cheating on, like, your wife either. It's the whole family you're just lying yeah. to, you know? What if you're gay? And you're in a straight marriage. Get a beer. Get a beer. <laughs> yeah, well, this you beer. Need but what is to bring it up once yeah. you're either feeling those things or you've sought it out with yourself a little mm -hmm. bit because at the end of the day, like it affects someone else, mm -hmm. especially if you are married and have kids. Like, if you're finding yourself, that is okay, but you have to let the other person know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't deserve to do that to yourself either. Yeah, mm -hmm. to keep it, like, to, no. Because, at, like, any type of, it comes down to, like, cheating or finding yourself. If you're keeping it in, it comes off mm -hmm. onto your partner or your kids or whoever. Even if you don't mean for it to, it will, your actions will change. And a lot of times it's negative. I also think at the end of the day, it's just not fair to your partner because yeah. like in their mind, like they're in a committed relationship with somebody that's like genuinely dedicated to them and like all aspects of them. And then it's really the complete opposite. And I feel like that's just not fair in any relationship, regardless of like if you're finding yourself, because mm -hmm. I feel like at the end of the day, that's an individual journey. Like, I, you know, I feel like you gotta take your own time to like really be introspective and like figure that kind of stuff out rather than using sex or like some other sort of like experimentation and roping other people in and honestly endangering the health of other people too mm -hmm. because like you said before like if you're in a monogamous relationship and presumably you're having unprotected sex like you're doing who knows what with who knows who and mm -hmm. you're endangering your partner so I think all in all that's just not cute period. understand emotional cheating? Not at all, really. <laughs> 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 like, I, I, I honestly haven't heard that before. Like, what would that be? I was thinking about that earlier. That 
again, it goes back to like intention. If you're flirting with someone or confiding in someone more than you are your own partner or just like Wait, confiding in someone? Like more than your own partner. Like not like your best friend, but like, you know, someone and you seek comfort to like all the time and it's not in a platonic way. It's crossing boundaries that you've set with your own partner. I think you can do that without being physical. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you make yourself emotionally available to somebody else, like kind of but touching back what Dre said, it's like if you flirting with somebody, like you're making yourself present yourself as an option. You're making yourself present as like you're available because you have the whatever right to do whatever you want. So I feel like especially if you're in a monogamous relationship and you come into somebody else talking about Oh, yeah, especially when you complain about your partner. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, yeah, my girlfriend did this, my boyfriend did that. And it's like, then you're letting yourself be an outlet to somebody else for them to come in. When you allow somebody else to come in, I feel like that's when you start cheating. Yeah, cause there's a different, like, vulnerability with a partner. Mm-hmm. It's hard to, like, describe, but you can feel it. Yeah. And if you start feeling that way or doing that with someone else, that's mm-hmm. no go. Do you guys have thoughts on like, like you say you're a guy and dating dating another girl, but she has like a guy best friend, or like the other <laughs> way around, you know, like you know, or like a uh, or like a girl has like a guy, yeah, a girl has guy's best friend or some okay, girl yeah. or a guy has. A girl I best think I think about this a lot because I think it's completely possible to have a totally platonic friendship, and I think it's really. It's more common in adults. I think at our age and like younger, whenever we first start dating and stuff, it's really hard to put a boundary between like friend and romantic. And we're just generally more jealous at this age and more overly emotional. So I think it's kind of hard when you're younger. It's definitely possible, but it's like a two two parties viewing that best friend in that relationship. But if you look at adults, a lot of adults will have friends of like the opposite gender and really close, and it's totally possible to be platonic. But um, yeah, it's like, it's way harder when you're younger. But I think it's definitely something that can happen. Yeah, I think with the right amount of communication, you can definitely like establish that. Cause like, I, I, I don't see a point in like restricting your partner and having like not having this gender as like a friend because then at that point you're already not trusting them so you're already yeah. not really like fully connected with them on that level and if you do give them like that trust and they break it then that's just a reason to break up then you probably shouldn't be dating them in the first place <laughs> yeah. so like as long as you establish that like yo we're dating like you know I know you have like a like a guy best friend like but I expect you to like you know not do anything with them I think that right. comes with dating me so right yeah I also think it could be like a good opportunity to meet somebody else too because like I think like a lot of the times the longer that you spend around your partner like the more acquainted you grow with their friends and I know that at least for me like a person that I dated for two years had a um like boy best friend who was also queer and like in the beginning like I was just like uh you know but as like I got to know them and like really grew acquainted and like formed a relationship even after that partner and I split like I still talk to their best friend so it's like I don't know like I feel like it's an opportunity to really 
grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, not grow, but like get to know somebody. And yeah. also grow, maybe, you know. Do you think you can't be romantic with someone if you have a significant other? I think you definitely can. It's disrespectful if that's the established boundary. But like, are you saying permissive? I, I just remember had a thought, like, I was just hanging out with one of my friends over summer, and I was like, oh, this is such a romantic moment, because it's like, she was oh, playing me guitar, yeah. I was drawing her, I was like, this feels, but it's like, obviously, just friends, yeah. but. I think there's definitely things we associate to be romantic, and it doesn't have that intention technically behind it, but like, ro- romance. Intention like, have sex, or like? like no, or like, a different type of, but I think I think romance is not always something that is like between two. I don't know how to really explain it, like love or commitment. Romance can just be like uh, candlelit dinner. That's romantic, but you can go to that with friends. But it'd be if we were going on like a day in a romantic setting, then that's like. But no, I get what you're saying. So yeah, I guess it's possible. Should we do some like soft little like cute ones? Yeah. Like maybe let's say like two more questions, two or three. Does anyone have any cute like? What's your favorite way someone shows they love you? Mm. Yeah. What's your top love languages? Mm. But be specific. (laughs) Stella Ray, what is it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. Uh, <laughs> physical touch definitely and I thought like this is a funny like uh, people are sometimes surprised by that because I'm not like a touchy person but I think it's because I like hold physical touch in this kind of like high regard so it's like it kind of means something if, yeah. Yeah. you're not going to give it to everyone yeah. but it's also like I'm very much like a oh, that was a funny joke <laughs> like, so. see that that um, I'm not a really touchy person, but when I like somebody, if somebody like lays their head on my shoulder or they like do that and I'm like, oh, they feel comfortable and, like with me. And I, that's how I'm like, oh, like they do like, not like love me or like me in that sense, but like, like, oh my gosh, they're like, they, they're my friend. And so like, I'm like, I'm like the same way, but I don't really, I'm not super like a touchy person, but in more of like a romantic sense, like. I think just finding things that remind that person of me and they like either they buy it or they make it or they show it or they like send it or whatever and I that's that's my top gifts. love language. Yeah, but like not necessarily like gifts, gifts, but yeah. No, honestly mine are um like it's not it's probably not the best love language, but like like honestly whenever I receive something from someone I'm like <laughs> you know I don't like I don't know. I, I like I like collecting things from like different places where I go. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think I yeah, I've said that on this podcast before. So like I, I it kind of <laughs> makes sense that like I don't know, like um like when I was sick, uh Urvi brought me like a, a box of food and they left like a note on it. So I like took off the top of the box and now it's on my wall. Yeah. So like things like that. Um just for some reason mean a lot to me, but I know that's like, there's definitely other ways of showing that. It doesn't just have to be a, a gift. Um, we'll go. This one, okay, it's a lot, like, 
all of them really, but apparently, according to the, to the test online, acts of service, I guess it's just like the thoughtfulness. I'd say that, like, anything that makes my life easier, I appreciate, whether that's, like, active service, quality time, whatever, like, if something, like, if you do something, or, like, I don't know, yeah, mostly just do something, or make me feel some type of, kind of way about you for, like, I don't know, our interactions with each other or something like that, like, I don't know, like, because I'm so independent in, like, my own life by myself, and so I feel like in a relationship, I just kind of want to relax and like chill out. So like yeah. anything that you can do to make my life easier, like I truly appreciate love. Yeah, I think I, I always say like, oh, like the physical touch thing or the gifts thing. But I think in reality, it's probably quality time mm -hmm. because like that spans from friendships to relationships, just like hanging out. Me and one of my friends, Riley, anytime we hang out, we just lay in bed and watch TikTok separately and then we leave and we're like love spending time with you that was the best thing we've ever done and so <laughs> honestly think like just showing consistent like effort too because I think at least for me like when I love or like like somebody like I very much express that especially when I know it's reciprocal and I think like a lot of the time that leads to me like over investing or at least investing more than the other person is just because like I'm so expressive with the way that I like feel um so like when that other person matches that energy or like shows me like the same amount of consistent like time or like you know just effort like it definitely means a lot So whether you're celebrating today single or with someone special, aka snacking on chocolate or coochie, I hope you feel some real genuine love. Thank you for listening.